podcast. Oh, I forgot to get a flipping soundboard thing of Omega! My name's Omega! Oh! Nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's alright though, isn't she? I don't mind her. I really like Omega. Um, speaking of... I don't know. I don't know why I was going to go with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. No. We're usually pretty good at that. Yeah. Know, with, with 36 episodes in. And yeah. you, you nailed it there. Well done, I was mate. I was going to say, speaking of defects, Nick's, Nick isn't here. But, like, I thought that was a bit harsh. You were going to say, speaking of defects, here's Nick. Nick isn't here, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's really mean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're that kind of show, are we? <laughs> Flipping out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's outrageous. It is. Um, there we go. Sorry, Nick. You know, he's a busy <laughs> lad. He's going to make it this week. So, yeah. yeah you, missed, you did miss a laugh last week, though. Um, and we did yeah. miss you when you soundboard. It could so. have been a laugh because I wasn't here. You ever consider that fact? I mean, I think our listeners might have thought, oh, like, when we were, you know, talking about the Vader comic, oh, maybe it's a good thing, Pevy, isn't it? Yeah. It probably is a good thing. I, I don't <laughs> have that strong feelings about it. Which is a surprise. No, yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, there's a comic. We we know comics don't matter. Well, we actively know that with the Keenan stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, we always suspected it, but now we've got living proof. Yeah. Um, the second episode of Bad Batch was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it was alright. It was alright, yeah. Like, I think the first one was way better than the second one. But the second one was nice. Like, it was a nice it episode. Felt- it felt pretty consistent with, like, in terms of how good it was last week. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Me For me, they're both at about a 6.57. Both of them? Yeah, both of them. They're both about the same. Me and Nick, uh, last week, we gave um, uh, an 8 like to the season premiere. Um, so, before you carry on, if you hear something, like, my dog is quiet all day. Yeah, I can hear her running around. And now, she's tough. Now, because we've decided to start <laughs> recording, she's decided she's going to be annoying. Yeah. Classic, classic Welsh. Am I right? Uh, yeah, probably. That's why he, he doesn't call me back when he tells me he's going to call me back. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> oh. Coffee, can you go out now? Go out. Get out. Come on. Can you go out? Out you go. Out. Out. <laughs> out! Can you go out, please? <laughs> out! There we go. <sighs> it's unfair. There we go. Right. <laughs> Sorry, crack on. <laughs> Episode 2 of The Bad Batch. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really did like uh, that it was a different pace to the first one. Like, I liked how the first one did establish the world and how quickly the Empire is starting to take over. And we see that again in this one. Um with their chain cards and everything that was like really uh, cool to see implemented um and there was like a lot of obviously mando and ray influences i felt in this episode as well mando you know yeah there was there was they do this they do this shtick whenever there's you know in star wars there's like three different types of characters you know it's like scoundrels uh which are like, you know, not quite sure if they're good or bad, but they're usually good. The heroes, which are almost always people that have never seen, insert, 
type of planet before. And uh, bad guys. And that's about it. Omega did love the dirt. She loved the dirt. She <laughs> loved a, the dirt. It was a nice scene, though. I did really like the scene. I think that her cool. relationship with Hunter is pretty nice in general. Yeah, I don't know, really know where it's come from. Like, she's really latched onto him, and they sort of haven't really known each other very long. Um, yeah, but even if you look in the first episode, like, there's subtle things, but she's copying Hunter all the time. Like, anytime he does a hand movement, she's doing it as well. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, she's really, really trying to copy By the him. way, I was being facetious about my three different types of characters in Star Wars. I, I don't actually believe that. Please yeah, don't. Don't kick off, people. Don't kick off. Like It was a joke. It <laughs> might have been a bad one, given the uh, audience. To be a fair, I started <laughs> off with a really bad joke as well. So. Well, yours was actually offensive, but I almost well, guarantee that it we'll, will be we'll my ask, one we'll ask Nick. that upsets people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So, what's your, your thoughts on this episode, then? Since you obviously wasn't here yes, last week, so I want to hear like your take on it all. What the first episode? All of it, the first and second one. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, it was you know, it was fine. Uh, look, it's it kind of just feels like more of the same in terms of what we got with Clone Wars and Rebels. Like you can tell, it's kind of the same people involved. Um, there's annoying characters. There's characters you kind of like. It's the annoying um, character Wrecker. Sure. I think he was less annoying in the second one, to be fair. But yeah, in the first one he was kind of annoying. But I kind of, like, the only one I really like is Hunter, so... Yeah, he's the one I really like as well. They, he's sort of the only one of any depth to his character. The others all sort of seem pretty one-dimensional. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not a big Clone Wars guy, so that might be oversimplifying it. I'm kind of coming to the Bad Batch new. Um, which probably doesn't help. Like I've missed out on a whole bunch of characterization, but um, yeah, like it's it's good. It's watchable. You know, you put it on and you just sort of I just sort of switch off. It's not too taxing. Um, I yeah. can't complain. Yeah, I really enjoy it as a whole. Again, like I I, like, I really like Clone Wars and I really like Rebels a lot. More, I like Rebels a lot more than Clone Wars. Yeah, um, I like Rebels a lot. And yeah, like I've never been super attached to the clones. Like in general, I've always uh, gravitated way more towards Jedi and stuff. So in the Clone Wars arcs, I was way more interested in seeing Anakin's story or Obi Wan's or even just like side characters like Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, who or whoever. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Yeah. So, but seeing this lot, like Hunter, I really. We've only had two episodes of this, and we had them for four episodes, I think, in season seven of the Bad Batch, and I like all of them as a whole way more already. That I did then, because Wrecker, I couldn't stand Wrecker in season seven of the Clone Wars. Um, whereas now, like he's bearable, and the others are fine. But Hunter is the one who stands out, and I really like Omega as well. Like I really like the relationship that those two are building, and I like that this week they kind of got the thing, the, the trope, not just in Star Wars, but in general in film and TV, where like Hunter's trying to give Omega off to cut to be like she's safer with you, she's better off with you. And they kind of already passed that now. Like Omega said, no, she's she she wanted to leave with them, and that's what she's doing. And Hunter's agreed to look after her. Like I, I'm glad they did that now, rather than like a four or five episodes time. You know? Sure. It just it it kind of, what's sort of strange to me is this like it's, we're hearing a lot of stories and styles at the moment that are sort of the exact same. Um, th this is almost exactly what happened in Mando. Um, the scenes out of this, like that, it felt straight out of Mando. 
Well, it's sort of the same story, isn't it? It's like, you know, guy that doesn't really, not really into kids, you know, uh, in terms of having them. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, maybe cut that. Um, <laughs> uh, a guy that's not into having kids uh, sort of becomes attached to one and becomes sort of a father figure and then goes, I don't want to take you. And then the kid says, no, I want to go with you. So he ends up taking her. You know? And it's kind of weird to me because you did. was it you that heard that Basically, Obi Wan had to be rewritten because of uh, its similarities yeah, yeah. to Mando. Do you think yeah. it's because it was the similarities to this as well? Because obviously, this has been—it's an animation show, so it's probably been in the works a while. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably more Mando because of significantly less people are watching this than than they would Kenobi and Mando. So I think that's why they've kept the story in there. But yeah, like um, like I said, I think it's a trope in general, um, not just in Star Wars, but as a whole. And it, it, Star Wars doing it so close to one another, it's way more apparent to us. And if they had done this in Kenobi, like, next year, we would have, like, all been annoyed at that, you know? Um, but, yeah. Like, the scene that I'm talking about specifically is when those kids of cuts, he was, like, they wanted to go outside and play with Omega, and she was looking at Hunter for approval, and he lets her go. So they're playing outside, and he just stands in the doorway and watches. It kind of felt like exactly what Mando did in it's episode three or four of season one you know what you're yeah. on about right like yeah 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 yeah. Bri- the Bryce the Bryce episode the Bryce episode yeah like it felt like pretty much almost shot for shot of that like and then again at the end of that episode Mando's trying to leave Grogu there and Hunter's trying to leave Omega here like it feels beat for beat almost yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice to see the. Uh, I can't. I can never remember the name of the creature. The, the cat thing from <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Uh, you know, at the Coliseum. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. You asked me a question while I was just eating a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a nice little run there, dude. And you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This is already a train wreck. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that cat thing. I don't know. It was good to see it though. I did. I'd like that callback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you haven't recovered yet. I mean, you've like, you just like, yeah, I like that callback. You're still trying to digest that cookie. Uh, no, no, the call. Look, it was, it was good. It was nice to see. It's nice to see the prequel. I, it feels like you can only give prequel love in in animated shows, and I kind of hope that changes. But. I mean, we had some frequent love in Mando, right? Last season. Oh, like, yeah, like a shot. It wasn't much, was it, though? It was, it was like... A, a few bits and pieces. We saw a battle droid, I think. We saw Tamira Morrison. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good point. Yeah. He's quite a big part, I suppose. He's quite he? a big part. <laughs> <laughs> the face of every clone trooper. Yeah, like... Dude, I've watched two Fast and Furious films back-to-back. My brain is, like... It's actively rotted my brain, so... I told you that was a bad move. So, yeah. Um, have you got much else to say on the latest episode of Bad Batch then? Um, not really. Like, there's not much. D- Sorry, I know they're only like 20 minute, like, yeah, long it's things, really but... disappointing, but I, I don't really. It was, it's nice just to get some characterization. Um, I do like yeah. the world building that they were doing with the chain codes. Like, that, like, was implemented. As soon as the Empire took over, it's nice seeing. It's nice seeing how the Empire sort of started, and it looks like 
I didn't expect it, but it looks like Bad Batch is going to be where we see a lot of that being the implemented. Yeah. yeah, because they've... It started from spoke. the offset, didn't it? Like in the Yeah, first from the start, it's been like, oh, the Empire's changing, like it's becoming an Empire, you're seeing like how it's been implemented throughout the, throughout the galaxy, so you know me, I love that kind of stuff. I kind of thought Andor would be where we got that, but maybe not. Maybe this is where we get it, and I'm cool and with that. Andor kind of takes place around the same time as Rebels, right? Because it's like five years b before the Rogue One film. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, so it's kind of like Rebels timeline because if doesn't doesn't Rebels begin four or five years before A New Hope? Yeah, it does, right? So yeah, we'll probably see similarities to Rebels and Andor's stuff, which is cool. But yeah, um, I think I gave this episode a six point five, and you said, did you say the same earlier? Yeah, six point five. I gave the last week's one the same. All right, they, they kind of felt one and the same to me. Like, you know, they're very watchable. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot to talk about this week, like in general. And so, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars, I suppose. Like, I know everybody listening is probably happy about that. So, um, yeah. Andor is still filming. <laughs> like, there's not a lot to say other than, yeah, it's filming in Dorset now. Um, literally began today. Um, they've gone inside the caves. And it's a really cool setting, like from the images. Um, that that we've seen, um, so that's like, and I do like that they're using all these. They've used some pretty good looking locations, I think, um, for Andor. And like, I've seen a new set being built in Black Park, which is obviously where they filmed a lot of stuff for um, the Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker. So they're building a new set there. Um, it's like a lot of like teepees and stuff being built. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool to see as well. I haven't posted those pictures yet. I've had them since like the weekend, but um, just kind of I'll post them when I can be bothered, I suppose. Wow, loving how you treat your audience. It's not that though, is it? Like, <laughs> it's more like you do a, sh a shift, and like when you come out of it, you post it like during your lunch break, and then time just kind of gets away from you, I suppose. You um, mean this isn't uh, this isn't your full time job, no? No, surprisingly to some people still, I don't get any money for this <laughs> at all. No. Like, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know. How so busy I is it? how how like uh, how like busy is your phone at the moment in terms of texts and in terms of getting leaks? Like, an average day, how many? How how often are you? How much time do you would you say you spend looking for leaks and stuff? A day? A couple hours a day, I'd say. I'd, I'd say I speak to like sources and like people who, who like. Um, go to visit these sets for me like those people who take the time to go and do that are like incredible and I can't thank them enough because like you know I can't exactly travel to uh, London and Dorset and you know Cleveland's like on a whim every day so these guys can and yeah. that's cool. that's awesome but yeah like doing Star Wars stuff you it, tried I, getting me to go to Dorset the other day well I said you were out as if it's just down the Dorset, road you know like yeah, you know, it's probably it's probably as close to you, by the way. You, I was at work though, wasn't I? I can't remember. Maybe. But yeah, you were closer than me. Like, yeah. So, actually, no, I was editing our. No, that was the day four. I wasn't doing anything, paper. Um, yeah. But no, like that stuff's all cool and, yeah. I say it's just been a couple of days, a couple hours a day doing Star Wars stuff. Like, um, I spent all of last night and this morning 
trying to figure out this one actor that was on set in Cleveland's that nobody spotted. I was like, oh, that's a dude, I think, from Rogue One. So, yeah. Kind oh, of... yeah, you asked me, and I forgot to reply. Yeah. Uh, I figured it I figured it out. <laughs> anyway. So, again, I'll post that when I... Whenever. It'll probably, it'll probably be out by the time this is out. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot happening with Andor other than it is filming all around. So, if you want to go and get good pictures, go to Dorset, because... Every stood at the top of this like mountain and just taking pictures from above, and you can get some pretty good shots there. Like, and like everybody had good shots from Cleveland, so take the opportunity, I suppose, whilst you can. Um, and yeah, like anything you want to say by Andor? Nope, just uh, looking forward to it, boys. Looking forward to it. Did you watch any of the coverage from of it from last week that we did? Nope. You didn't look at any of it. <laughs> nope. No, look, it's, uh... It kind of doesn't mean anything to me when I see this stuff. Which is weird. Like, there was, like, I'm, mate, like I'm mates with you. Like, yeah, I'm we... mates with you, but I'm not... Like, I'm not bothered, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a set photo. It's, it's, as, it's, as, it's as interesting as casting news to me. Well, the, we, we did get footage of scenes being filmed. Like, like full scenes. I think I'd rather see the, see the scene, like... <laughs> With the with the good camera, you'd rather wait the year. Yeah, I'd rather see the scene with the good camera where I can hear all the music and the audio and the effects. And I could put. Hey, maybe I'm old fashioned. Maybe I'm old fashioned for one into. Hey, I, I could slap <laughs> some music over it, but you might have to CGI in like a droid. I'm not doing that. No, no. That seems like prime prime for Lucasfilm to come for us. You know. Fair enough, you know, they haven't done anything yet, but that's, that's, that's alright. No, but um, if you want to put, like, CGI and music and... We could over... Do you know what? I'd be up for overdubbing. Like, a bad lip-reading style. No, that did get taken down. Didn't Lucasfilm take action against something like that with before? What, bad lip-reading? Yeah. Really? Think, yeah, man. Like, do you remember? Like, they even had Mark Hamill do the bad lip-reading. And, like, <laughs> Lucasfilm, like, like, took action against it. Did they really? Yeah, this was what like, like the old uh, what like the official bad lip reading. I think so. Yeah, I think this was yeah because they hired Mark Hamill to do it, so I, I assume so. I think this was for Force Awakens or Last Jedi. It was one of the two. It was one of the early ones. It wasn't Tross or Solo or anything. Yeah, it's weird because it seems like they're all they're all up, but uh, they did take action at some point. I remember it was a big hoorah about it on the internet. Yeah. How to um, uh, how to you know. Oh, Mark Hamill voices Han Solo. Yeah, I think wow. that's it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, you want to talk about Kenobi, right? A little sure. Bit? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've been talking about this for a few weeks now. These they shouldn't let these actors do any interviews ever. <laughs> oh, it's a moan. I didn't know it was going to be a moan. Yeah. Seriously, if I was, if I was like, like I suddenly know why JJ just says don't talk about anything. <laughs> Because it's dumb. <laughs> you respect JJ now. I yeah, I've always respected JJ. To be fair, I'm I'm not the JJ hater on this podcast. That's you, man. Me? Why? Yeah, why is yeah, it me? yeah. You were like, oh no, I I don't want to see JJ making a making a Superman film. You know, that was you. That doesn't sound like me. That sounds like Luke Summerfield. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of the same to my ears, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's like... I, 
Why? Why so? This is the third time we've heard someone say you this. Don't troll the people, Pebby, what he's actually said. Uh, they know. Do they? People listening to this don't know. Okay, he said, Oh, I shared the screen with a very famous actor. Didn't now, say famous. With an actor he's never been on Did he just say, oh, I've shared the screen with an actor I've never been on screen with before? No, he. he I think he said that uh, he's shared the screen with somebody special in his life. Um... Or something along those lines. Um, carry on, I'll try and find the audio clip. Is it Wedge Antilles? Um, not Wedge Antilles. Yeah, Wedge. Sure, Wedge. Is it Wedge? <laughs> this is dumb. It's just stupid, you know? I don't like it. I don't, I don't like these actors saying, Oh, go on. I'm pretty sure yeah. I found it. Uh, it's this. Oh. Uh, I got to play a very special scene on May the 4th oh. with uh, someone very special in my life and uh, uh, that's how that's all I can tell you about it but it was oh. it was uh, wow is this nice. someone special that we've seen you on camera with before no never Ooh, interesting so. is this special person related to you in some way no not necessarily oh. there you go that's what he said yes so I think it's not wedge because he says no about relations. This is this is so stupid. It could be one of billions of people. Do you know how many how many people are in the world right now? Yeah. Well, the first thing I went to was like a partner, like because he is uh he's seeing is a Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. I think that's her name. There are seven point nine billion people in the world. It could be <laughs> any one of them. Yeah. Well, I thought it was maybe his partner because she's an actress, but he's shared the screen with her in Birds of Prey and in Fargo. So it rules her out. Um, people have been saying, oh, it's Hayden Christensen. And, like, I'm like, well, no, it's not, clearly, because he did two films with them. Um, and people are saying, oh, it means Satine and Ahsoka. And I'm like, I think people have misinterpreted the video. Because he says somebody special in his life, Ewan's life. Not Obi-Wan's, you know? This is what I mean. It's a non-story. Sorry, I posted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took personal offence. No, it just is though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. the, the, I just, I know they don't mean anything by it, and they do these little teases, and it's all part. But this is this hap Like, if if this hadn't been done twice with the last Marvel, two Marvel shows, I'd be like, cool. But it's it's just getting grating, you know. And the, with the Marvel stuff, Feige did come on and say the Doctor Strange was supposed to be in. Uh, oh, Doctor Strange! Yeah, but Doctor Strange wasn't the tease, was it? No, the tease was the Paul Bettany, <laughs> like you know. Well, again, I was fine with that, but then yeah. we also had the oh, you're not going to believe who the engineer is, which yeah. we never we never found out. Uh, then it was like one of them teased a, a actor that's never been in anything. Marvel, oh no, she's not going to be anything again, or whatever. I can't remember the exact wording. I think that was Falcon. There's somebody Fal who's never What did I in. say? What did I say? You said uh, WandaVision. Oh, I meant Falcon. Yeah. It's Falcon. It's Julia Louise Dreyfus, but she's going to be in other stuff. So. Yeah. How many people guessed her? Nobody. I don't think. Right so. there. There we go. So that's how. <laughs> that's how you. Like, fair enough. We're we're pretty stars of Star Wars news at the moment, but it's I don't know. It just I'm just like. And even even with you and saying this as well, I did. You were my. Th 
the first door because I knew you'd moan about it. I knew you weren't going to be pleased. And <laughs> and then I was like, has Ewan ever been on screen with himself before? Just in case they seem like, I don't know, somehow talking to his older self or something. You can't pull that again. No, Where and you can't he, he has been on screen with himself before as well, like acted against himself. So yeah, it's, it's he's got to be one of a very small number of actors that have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all ruled out. So it's not that. It's just somebody special in Ewan's life. And how we're going to work that out, I have no idea. But He also says not necessarily to have you shared it before, didn't he? Not necessarily to relation. relation. Which is weird, like, to say. Which is why I thought he was his girlfriend. Because he's not related to her, but he's in a relationship with her. But it's not. It, well, it can't be because it contradicts himself. You know? And she's a good actress. I would love to see her in, in Kenobi, if that is the case. But, Do you know what? It's probably just someone from the OT, and it's like he is because he was he was a Star Wars fan from very small, wasn't he? So, yeah. Well, his uncle was in Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah, he was he was a Star Wars fan from when he was tiny. So anyone in Star Wars has probably been very important. Or it's like I don't know. He shared the screen with three PO, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe he shared the screen. With, yeah, I think he has. Maybe he shared the screen with Akbar or something. I don't mm. know. Have uh, you watched anything else then this week? Or played anything last week? Look, we haven't done this segment in about a month, to be fair. Like, uh, been re-watching in between us. Classic. For the Americans that don't know, because we have a lot of American listeners. Uh, do you want to give them a little bit of a rundown on what that is? <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's what school was like for us, wasn't it, basically? Basically. We're, we're, yeah, it was sort of, it's a... Uh, it's a nice little pastiche of what school was like sort of 10, 15 years ago. Um, it's it's really not like... It's not modern schools. Like it, I don't think it translates well. No, I, it doesn't. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> but it's funny. It, I, look, it's just nice to like... It is of the of, time. Like Yeah, you're reminded of you're reminded of what school was like, you know. And I, sort of the whole time they're all... They never glorify the behaviour. It's sort of always shown how ridiculous it is. Um, yeah, but even great. like the behaviour that the, the 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 group of guys have, like that is the behaviour everybody had at the time. Like yeah, that of was course. like it's, it's yeah, yeah. so relatable and seeing all of it, you know, like from the first episode with si- with Simon's in the uh, in the study room, and uh, you know when Carly like bends over to like sniff him, you know, yeah. like yeah. that is. Just the insults that get thrown around, like it's very—it's of the times. Like it's yeah, not like if you want to know what PC. it was like. If you want, no, it's really not. If you want to know what it was like for me and Bespin growing up, go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably um, fair, they did do an thing. American one, they which was American awful. One. It was bad. Yeah, it didn't you, work. Did you watch it? I watched like clips on YouTube. It didn't work. I think I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, and it was, it was it's awful. It's one of those things. The American Office tried it, where they take it and they try to directly remake it, and it's like, what are you doing that for? Just it doesn't work. It, if you're gonna try and remake something, at least try and make it. Like the US Office really got good when it veered away from the UK Office. Yeah, the first season of the US Office, I don't think is good, and that's no, when it's it trying to not... copy the UK one. Oh well, episode one is like almost line for line. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I. Usually, if, when I do an office rewatch, I kind of skip the first season now. And yeah, yeah. honestly, I skip most of the last two seasons as well because they they aren't they aren't good, man. Like 
it was a massive mistake making Andy the manager. And it was just done based off of like his popularity at the time with, with the hangover um, and his star power just being on the rise. So, like, that wasn't great. It just wasn't like... it's Yeah, you can kind of end it. I mean, it's worth watching. There's like... There are Some a few good, good moments. It sort of becomes, you know, like how Clone Wars and Rebels are, where there's like four or five good episodes a season. That's Ash. It sort of, bec- sort of becomes like that, doesn't it? <laughs> That's Ash. <laughs> no, there's just a lot of filler. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of filler. Um, watched or played anything else besides in between us? Um, you got to remember this is for much. a this, this is for a month now. A month. I played like more Valhalla, the game that. Oh, never you've ends. gone back to it. Yeah, I jump in. It's like because it's so samey. Like this game should have been like a thirty-hour game, and it would the, easily. The contrast <laughs> of you from the first time you played this game to now is unreal. Yeah, no, nothing's really changed. It's just it's <laughs> so it's just the same. Yeah. It's like if this I was gonna say if this was like a 25, 30 hour game, I'd be like I'd be lavishing it with praise. But it's well, you, not you've got your money's worth, you know. Just... Oh I I do, <laughs> and it's annoying that like I don't know, it's like I don't like that I've not finished it. So it's Oh yeah. I don't I don't like it I don't like a game being unfinished, you know? I'm the same, yeah. Like I gave up on control, which is something I never do on games. I always try and see them through to the end, even if I don't like them. But mm. I gave up on it and I had to delete it because it just wasn't, it just wasn't getting better. And like people I know who've played it, they were like, "Yeah, this is kind of it." I'm like, "It's not for me." Yeah, I, so I, like, I, I basically chuck Valhalla on when I'm listening to a podcast or watching another YouTube video because because it's so samey. Like I've also kind of checked. I can't even. I don't even know what's happening with the story these days. It's like. <laughs> It should have been a should have been like a twenty five thirty hour game, and it's yeah. like fair enough. Like these developers, fair play. Like you squeeze content, in, but it's just it's so like. But it's like Ubisoft. Yeah, the, it was literally I think yesterday, as the time of recording this, um, they said like that was their biggest, the most successful launch for a game. Like, and it's still selling extremely well. I think it's the second best selling game of last year, maybe, and it's one of the best-selling PS5 games. Again, we say PS5 because Xbox don't put out numbers for the individual consoles. They, they just put Xbox numbers overall. Do you think that's something to do with it being, like, one of the only next-gen games? Uh, at the time, probably, yeah. Like, but Assassin's Creed always sells well anyway. But I think... It's, like, like I said, I, I, I played that on a Xbox One very briefly, and the load times were massive. They're, like, two minutes a time. Mm. And then when my brother like had his Series X, going back onto Valhalla, it was like the low times are like pretty much instant in game, and it's like thirty seconds or something at the start. I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very quick. Yeah, so it was it was just that sort of situation. But like, yeah, um, it's a great game. It runs brilliantly. Like flipping testament to those guys. Like very. I'm, I don't know. I've maybe had two bugs the whole time I've been playing. Mm. And I'm at like 35 hours. Do you so. prefer the style of Assassin's Creed now, or would you prefer the old school Assassin's Creed? I think I prefer Assassin's Creed now. It's just it goes more to my playstyle. I'm not a very stealthy guy. Um, <laughs> um, as yeah. you saw from as my I've last to us by through. Um, yeah, and um, speaking of Ubisoft, though, did you see yesterday they said they're going to start making way more free AAA games? 
like F free games. Yeah, free AAA games based on like some of their biggest franchises. So this. Oh, what like more like Fallout seventy six and Elder Scrolls and Ubisoft, not Bethesda. Yeah, but you know, no, you know what I mean. But that style, like the Warzone style. Well, the first one they've announced is the Division Heartland, um, which oh, is no. This is the closest thing, but like if they're doing it based off of, it's all about. They did go into the whole spiel. Basically, it's about more money. Um, they're still going to be making uh, three or four big tentpole AAA games a year, like they do now with Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and Far Cry and uh, The Division and all of that. Like they're still doing that, but they're also doing more free-to-play games because that's a quicker way to generate money as well. Like look at Warzone; it's like the biggest game still. You know, um, does this not just feel like a? It feels like a like a bubble that's going to burst. Eventually, I think it will. Yeah, but like. Look at Warzone and look at like how much money they're making from that. Like they're making more from that than they are from uh, like normal Call of Duty and same thing with EA with Apex. You know, that's why I'm really shocked they've never made like Ultimate Team a free game. It's because they got guaranteed money every time when they were FIFA. Like there's even more money for them. Mm. Like I suppose so. I I can't see them ever doing it. But well, yeah. Epic have become the free free game specialists. They're working on Alan Week 2, apparently. Do you know they, they own... Uh... They own the Fall Guys guys now, don't they? Yeah, so they own those guys, and they also own uh, uh, Rocket League as well. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say about you? Oh, you, are you looking forward to the new Far Cry, by the way? Or do you not like Far Cry? I've never played one. Maybe a good time to jump in, then, with this uh, Far Cry 6, with your favourite fella, Giancarlo Esposito. He's in Playing it. the same character, yeah? He plays a villain, yeah. Of course he does. Yeah, and he's like the dictator of this town, I think, or something. Mm. Has he said he's already going to be in Far Cry 7, 8, and 9? He hasn't gone that far yet, no. Like, the game's <laughs> been delayed quite a lot. He hasn't done many interviews yet. Like, yeah. Just wait. Well, yeah, that's coming up by by the end of September, so I'm looking forward to getting that. Because um, I do like the Far Cry games. Like, 3 and 4 in particular. I really, I really enjoy those two. So I'm looking forward to those. Um, yeah, and uh, you you make a lot of like you know a lot of use out of your uh, Game Pass subscription with like these little games. Have you played anything mm. else smaller as of late? Or um, let me just consult my Xbox app. <clears throat> um, what have you been playing while I do that? I've been playing finally Ghost of Tsushima. Um, oh, dude, you've had that for a long time. I've had that, I think, since November, December. Yeah, like, it's just been sitting here. I kind of made a pact with myself that I wouldn't touch it until I had a 4K TV. Because I wanted to... That game is beautiful. So I kind of wanted to see all the colours and everything on a brand new TV. Give it the give it the recognition it deserves, you know? Um, How is your TV? Fine. Yeah, all good. Um, still getting used to, like, seeing things in... Like 4K, I suppose. I can't. I. I. Yeah. I really thought you had 4K. No. No. I. My brother has a 4K TV. Um. I don't. So. We do now. I do now. Um. So that's all. That's been good. Um. We're playing that. Like I'm really enjoying it. Like it kind of feels like the best Assassin's Creed game we've ever had. <laughs> like. If that oh, makes Ghost sense. Oh, Tsushima. Yeah. Yeah. Like. There's been a lot of people asking them to go there next, isn't there? Yeah, I won't be surprised if Assassin's Creed do try and copy Ghost in going to Japan. But, like, just playing it is great, man. Like, uh, the combat is really good. Like, 
I know you do all the outpost stuff in like the open world Ubisoft games, but like doing them here and taking down like the Mongol camps, like that's that's really fun. That's a lot, like something I find enjoyable. And I don't like repetitiveness a lot. Um, the story so far has been really no, good. No, that's it, that's my favorite part of uh, Valhalla is burning down the villages. You know. Yeah, like I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I can understand why this was like many people's game of the year last year, um, especially under the Sony IPs. Um, because it did, Last of Us was Last of Us was, was divisive. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to plowing through it, but I'm only chipping away at it. I haven't got like a lot of time. Um, but every time I do, I get lost in the world. I'm, I'm about ten to twelve hours in, I think, around that time. But that's the problem with going back to work. You kind of like only have like a couple of hours in the day then to actually <laughs> play it, you know. Yeah, it's been my world for the last. Well, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's literally all I've been playing. But like, yeah, um, do you find? I played it, a little game called New Super Lucky's Tale. I have no idea which what is that like, is. It's like this sort of love letter to 3D platformers, like right. Super Mario, basically. Um, it was really good. Like 100 percent of it. Like, mm. got I became a, a an achievement, like. Hunter for it. Uh, can't believe yeah. I'm that guy as well now. But, yeah, um, I've I've only ever platinumed two games in my life. That was Astro mm. and Miles Morales. Yeah, it's got a similar feel to Astro, you know. So it's good, man. I am. Um, I thoroughly recommend it if you got Game Pass. Anyway, yeah. it's on the old uh, FPS boost. It does 120 frames at 4K now, which is mm. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those I'm just surprised they didn't like make a sequel to for when the new Xbox came out because it's sort of like it's on a par with Sackboy, you know. Like, but again, they Xbox didn't make anything for the time the new Xbox came out. Yeah, but like, felt like an easy win. They just yeah, we've said it all the time. Why didn't they have a game similar to like Sackboy out? Because mm. like, I don't think Sackboy took that long to develop. So no, no, totally. So. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, it's just been more, more Sea of Thieves. I'm kind of waiting for Mass Effect at the end of the week. So, you definitely getting a day one. Uh, I might get a day one. It just it depends what invoices I get paid. To be fair, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised the views haven't come out yet. I kind of expected them today because it's just two mm. days out from release as of the time of recording. Because um, like I know today they're probably like some Ratchet and Clank, uh, like previews and stuff. Um, which is a game yeah. I'm super excited for. That's next month. So I can't wait to pick that up. You've also got the Civilization. No, it's not called Civilization. It's called Chivalry. Oh, Chivalry, yeah. That's next I month did as well, play isn't the, it? I played the beta of that. Any good? Yeah, great fun. Mental, but great fun. <laughs> yeah. So you, is that like a day one purchase as well next month for you? I think I pre-ordered it. I oh, right. Remember. I should probably look, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's, it's like... It's one of those like thirty quid games, so Yeah. We're in a we're in a good spot right now for games. Like obviously towards the end of last year we it, it went all out. Like we had all the we had Miles Morales and Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, all of the big boys came out, you know, for towards the end of last year. And it's kinda of been like this little dry spell, like the last five, six months. But like PlayStation uh the end of April they put out Returnal. Which is like their like latest first party game, which is done well critically and you know people are enjoying it. Uh, Resident Evil came out last week and it's been 
doing extremely well. It's already sold 3 million units. Um, and they, they said, like, going into Mass Effect then this week, Ratchet and Clank next month, like, we're in a good spot right now for games. And I think, like, this is, like, the six months of catching up. Because they've said, don't they, every game has been, like, delayed, like, six months to a year. Like, I think these are the ones that were supposed to come up either really early this year or end of last year. Just finally yeah. catching up. Um, and the, the attach rate for the Resident Evil on PlayStation 5 is massive. 49% of console players played it on the PS5. Like, that's bonkers. Like, you'd expect yeah, it on it a... Is. You'd expect it on a PS4, because there's 115 million of those. Like, but it was only 31%, and then 20% was the Xbox base. Like, I would expect the PlayStation to be... Well, PS5, sorry, to be 31 or 20%. Just because of... There's only 8 million of those in the wild, you know? No, but Re- Resident Evil feels like a very hashtag gamers game. And I think probably a lot of the hashtag gamers have managed to get themselves a PlayStation now. I, I kind of think that's what Returnal was was more of a hashtag gamers game, mm. you know, because it's it's really hardcore and it's like it's a roguelike and it's yeah like people who play Dark Souls and all that type of stuff they're having difficulty with it. Like it is a hard game, um, which is wild considering Sony put that out uh, five or six months after Demon Souls, which is also was a hardcore gamers game, you know. It's not like That's me and what, you. Well, it's almost like Sony are for the players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, greatness awaits, you know. But yeah, like Great, greatness awaits. But like uh, Sony, like they, I think they're doing well right now. Like we went through that period of nothing but Xbox news, um, and I think Sony's awake right now just because they got games coming out, and I think we'll hear like a big ton of stuff from Xbox next month because of E three. And, like, Sony then will come up with their uh, event, whatever it is. But, like, yeah. Like, Sony said they've got 25 games in development right now. Um, half of which are new IPs. Which is always good to hear, considering a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was. It kind of sounded like originality. It's Sony was getting beaten out of the system. It was just sequels and remakes and all that type of stuff. So that's good to hear. At least yeah. for me. No, yeah, no, it's good. It's always good, man. And I, I think you've probably got, well, the amount of studios Xbox have. If they're not all, I think how many they got, twenty studios now. Or something yeah. Stupid. You'd, you'd, you'd hope all of them are working on at least one game. So. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be about the same for that. So. What competition, you th- all good in the gaming world at the moment. I think. What do you think is going to happen with Starfield? Do you think that's coming this year? Or do you think that's next year? There's a lot of people talking about it online at the moment. I died. I mean, that would be a hell of a story, wouldn't it? Like, if people are going going back to that E3 in 2015. Is it when Fallout 4 came out? They just showed it, and then it was like, yep, coming this November. Like, five months I love later. That. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. Yeah, I don't think they need my it. Money, my money would be next year. But yeah. Like, I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong. Like, Xbox this year, I don't think they're going to compete with PlayStation this year exclusives. And that's not just a, a day going thing. That is no, like. No, they won't. Like, <clears throat> PlayStation have a few coming out this year. Um, Xbox will probably get Halo out, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, I think Halo's coming. And then, like, maybe they have a new Forza Horizon, which is apparently in Mexico this time. Um, there was rumors of Japan, like, last year. And, oh my. I honestly 
considered getting an Xbox just because Forza was in Japan and I could do Tokyo Drift stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, wow, I didn't know you were such a Japan fan, but it suddenly all makes sense. <laughs> it suddenly makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's all went on good. And like, like 25 games in development right now, Sony. Can't wait, you know? Like, as long as they keep delivering great games, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, so yeah. As and, am I. As am I. And the stuff I've been watching, I rewatch all of Curb. Curb Enthusiasm. Um, bum, bum, bum. He's got a special place in our hearts. I feel you, like I'm... You hear it at the end of every episode. Well, we don't. I think that's the reason, like... But the listeners hear that at the end of every single episode of this show. Yeah. I honestly feel like he's kind of like a spirit animal of mine. You know? <laughs> I love him. Like, I genuinely see a part of me and a part of you in him. Like, in, in at least the character he plays, you know? Like... He's quite, like, obviously stereotypes, everyone's different, but he's quite British in his outlook, isn't he? Oh, yeah, like, he, yeah, like, he, if you just made him a British guy, you'd, like, fully expect, like, it would make sense in our, like, little world. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's just going through it all, like, I've, I've rewatched season 10 and season 9, like, a hell of a lot before, but, like, going back and just, because I went backwards, I didn't go from 1 to 10, I went from 10 to 1, um, because... I don't know about you, but sometimes going from the beginning is quite jarring, seeing how like rough stuff looked, especially in TV shows. Like, I think season one of Curb was 2000, so that's 21 years ago. Yeah, um, it's, like, it's like in four three and all that, isn't it? So it's yeah, yeah. It's like um, it's a bit like uh, I've never been able to watch Always Sunny because when you start that, it looks like a really old show. <laughs> what I'd say with Always Sunny is skip the first season. Like I re I the first time I ever watched Always Sunny was last year. Um, and yeah, like I struggled with the first season because of how old it looked. But once like Danny DeVito comes in, like you kind of forget about it and it picks up. And it's like it's one of my favorite comedies now. As is Curb, obviously. Like I'll, Kirby is probably my favorite comedy of all time. I'd say. Bum bum bum. Yeah, like I can't wait for season eleven. He's. I think they're getting ready to finish filming any day now on Curb, so we should get that by the end of the year. I feel like he's probably just going to carry on doing that till, till he dies, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that, you know, like, but he does take massive breaks in between them, though, doesn't he? There was like, wasn't it like, like six or seven years between uh, season eight and nine or something? There was something massive. Yeah, something like that. It feels like, like it feels a bit like uh, like how Atlanta's going to be for um. Yeah, like, come on, man, Atlanta's taking too long, like. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's just have you seen we get time. Have you, have a bit like Sherlock those? as well for the BBC. Like they basically said, where they're going to carry on doing that till the end of time. Yeah. But like, you just get three new episodes every decade or something stupid. Have you seen? Have you seen Atlanta now? Uh, I think I watched half the first season. It was a long time ago. I need to rewatch. Dude, it's amazing. Like I can't wait for season three of Atlanta. He's doing three and four back to back, and that's that's apparently it. So yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, he's in. He was in the UK. Was it two weeks ago filming it? So yes. Yeah. Have you ever watched? Um, have you ever watched uh, Patriot on Amazon Prime? No. Uh, do me a favor. Just watch episode one. Yeah. Why? Like, that's a very that's a very me show. <laughs> right. I don't know what that means. He's basically a, a spy. Right. Uh. That 
really likes writing folk songs. <laughs> Do you write folk songs? Yeah, and his dad is like, it's becoming a problem because he's like, his dad like works for the government as well, and he's like, it's uh, becoming a problem because he's like becoming more and more specific about what he's doing in his oh, folk songs. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. But he's really good at his job, so his dad's like, yeah, go and do this last one. But it's, it's. I think you'd like it. I think it's up your street. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. It's Speaking sort of like a. It's on Amazon Prime. It's sort of like this hidden gem. But no, it's hmm. been on my list for ages, and I finally started it, and it's um, yeah. Wow. Speaking of Amazon Prime, though, um, you remember we talked about Invincible? Yeah, I still haven't watched all of that. <laughs> I I did it. I finished it. Like I finished it last week. Is um, it worth doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I thought the I thought the first episode was great. I think we both did. Yeah. And yeah. then. Uh, Two and three wasn't that good, but the rest of it was great, and the season finale was fantastic. Like I loved okay. the finale. Okay, I'm, I'll watch that. I'll watch um, that. so yeah, I recommend people go and check it out. Like some of the animation in there, you could tell like they kind of skimped on the budget. Like I think a lot of the budget went into the fights, which is like you need that for what type of show and, it is. And the talent, I think. And the talent, yeah. Like that was a really fun time. I also watched Ghostbusters one and two back to back, like literally the same night. Um, and there's the 4K in for the in prep for the sequel. In preparation for Afterlife, yeah. Like I was talking about Afterlife because I kind of know the plot of that movie, so, so I was like, oh, I'm in a Ghostbusters mood now that I've learned the plot of the new one. Um, so I slapped that on, and it's the 4K versions on Amazon Prime, right? Like, and the first one looks awful. Like there's so much static and grain in in the original one, and I was like, I don't remember it looking like this. So I googled it, and apparently that is just how they filmed it. Like, yeah, usually when they do the 4K restorations, they go straight back to the film. So. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is quite ugly to look at. Like, I'd rather watch this in just like HD quality or like whatever. Um, but I like film grain. I'm weird like that. Oh, it was bad, baby. It was very bad. Um, but two though, like two was obviously it's the, bad. Two is not a good film in general. I don't know if I've ever seen the second one. You don't need. You probably don't need to. I'm a big Bill Murray fan. That's not a surprise to me. Is it not? No. Like when you said that, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, and I don't know why. Like, that just felt like a natural thing. I don't know. Is it that natural, like facetiousness? You know. I don't know. Like maybe because he's Moni in real life. He is Moni. Like... I love the fact that he doesn't have an agent. He's got one answer phone, and kind of, people he gets yeah. people leave him answer phones, and if you get a call back, it's like amazing. Yeah, I kind of think it's wild that like people don't even know if he's going to shop for a job that he's signed on for. Like, he yeah, just rocks up if he wants. Unless to. you're Wes Anderson, in which case he's there. Yeah, He'll, he flew to he flew for Darjeeling Limited. He flew to uh, India for a cameo. <laughs> See, that's commitment right there. Considering it's him. Bill Murray, you know. I love him. <laughs> it's literally at the start of the film. He runs for a train and misses it, and that's his whole scene. Yeah. Well, I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan, so I can't speak to it. Um, has that got a release date yet, the French Dispatch? Yes. I think we have. Uh, I'm going to look up when it is. Because I feel like that should have had a date by now. Like, cause it's, um, been, it's been a good while, hasn't it, since, since like, it got delayed last. Yeah. You know? It has. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's been a while. It's currently planned for a July release. Oh, that's weird. Didn't expect it to be that soon. Well, it's done, isn't it? 
Yeah, but they haven't put out July last year, I think. Yeah, but they haven't put out a new trailer, have they? Or anything. Well, that grain is bad. Yeah, that grain is bad, isn't it? <laughs> I just said... They're using a very high ISO count. That's, wow. Yeah, that wasn't a great experience. So if you ever watch Ghostbusters, just watch it in HD. Don't watch it in 4K. It's not worth it. Uh, yeah, French Dispatch, July. That's all we know. Um, no, we talked about JJ earlier. JJ, my boy. Yeah, he's not directing the Superman film. He's just producing. He said it would be tone deaf if he directed it, which I think is which true. is kind. Of, yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah. He, when he says he's producing stuff, I don't know if he ever actually is. Like he <laughs> produced so much stuff. Like there's no way that man could have done it all. Yeah. He definitely didn't do anything with Last Jedi, did he? Like. No, I wonder if. It, well, it depends if he's actually producing or if he's an exec producing. Because I think actual producers actually do stuff for the film. I'm yeah. not sure about exec producers. Yeah, he said I, it, I wonder if it's just ba- a bad robot production. And so. Yeah, because he's, he's got his fingers in a few of them over there, isn't he? Uh, the Zatanna movie, Justice League Dark, and Superman. So, yeah. but, I'm, I'm cool for a, for a JJ Superman. I've said this before. Yeah, and they're looking at, like, the. Uh, I think they're looking at Regina King, you know, One Night in Miami. Uh, the director of Judas and the Black Messiah. Ryan Coogler was on the list, but Coogler, like, of course he's, he was. Of course he was. He's he's busy with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which is being filmed in like two months, I think. Yeah. So he's busy. He can't do any of that, and yeah. So I don't. But apparently, Blade looking at like the same people, like for the Marvel Blade film. Okay. So yeah, but I'm glad like JJ's not directing. But then. Also, the other Warner Brothers. I, li- I quite like him as a director. I don't know what your beef is with him. I've got like, my beef isn't. Uh, he just plays so much on nostalgia that it's like it's fine, you know. You, when you did it for Star Wars and you did it for Star Trek, like, but just don't constantly do it, you know. No, but like he's constantly. I don't know if he's he just, does. He's just trying to be Steven Spielberg. That's all he's trying to be. Sure. And that's him. That's fine. That's not him, though. That's not a personality trying to be a Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah, it is though. If you JJ, is it? he does. He makes like solid seven out of ten films. If he's given a good script. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There are Honestly, I don't blame role. Terry for a lot of trust. I blame the JJ's equal part. You know. Okay. Fair enough. Um, we, we we disagree on that fact because I think Terry's hit rate is far smaller. It's fifty-fifty. It's not 50-50. It's 50-50. It's, it's not 50-50, man. Justice League, the Snyder version, was good. Right? Like, Argo is good. Tross, I don't like. And Justice League, Whedon version, that's Whedon's fault. Like, Okay. The writer has nothing to do with it, no. Whedon did rewrites. Okay. Like, I, but even I think, if, we, I think Whedon's a better writer than. Uh, but than right, so even if you count Justice League, Whedon's version, that's 50 50. Two films either side. Didn't he write Man of Steel? No. Did he not? I don't believe so. Oh, he wrote BVS. Yeah, for goodness sake. What a terrible, terrible film. Um, <laughs> I don't think he wrote Man of Steel, though. But yeah, um. The other Warner Brothers news is there's a Joker sequel in development. And I don't know why. Other than the billion dollars, you know? Yeah. Like, that's you don't need a Joker sequel. Unless you're putting Batman in it. No, man. Don't put Batman in it. Don't. Uh, why not? 
Because you can't have Batman beat that man up. It doesn't, like... You feel bad for him. Like, you're not supposed to feel bad for the Joker. And I would feel awful if Batman beat that guy up. Because that guy has, like, mental health issues. Like, I don't want to see him get beat up. <laughs> like, keep him in Arkham Asylum and let him get help. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to see him get beat up, though. Do you? Maybe, maybe he goes even worse. But there's nothing threatening about that guy. Like, yeah, he did shoot, like, Robert De Niro. But, like... He doesn't seem like an actual threat. He's just a bit like a bit of a loose cannon, isn't he? Like he's not. Well, maybe that's what the second one's for—to show him. Well, as he an suddenly threat. becomes like a bit of a genius, and Batman's well, equal. Maybe not suddenly, but maybe <laughs> over the course of the film. I don't know, man. I think it's a bad idea, and I also think Todd Phillips isn't a good director. So, how do you how do you have a Joker that hasn't gone up against the Batman? That feels wrong to me. Well, I think we'll just get a. I don't know. I, it's better as a standalone, and like just get a new Joker to fight Robert Pattinson at some point. <laughs> That's what uh, I'd rather. Too much Joker. Joker fatigue. Yeah, I know we've spoken of Joker fatigue, but like if it's like say the third Pattinson movie, we see a Joker. That's probably like what. You think Pattinson's doing three Batman's? Oh yeah, I think he's signed on for like three Batman's. Yeah. What do you think he's doing? One and done. He strikes me as that kind of guy. He strikes me as that kind of guy, but I think, like, Warner Brothers wouldn't have allowed it. Because I remember, like, years ago, when they were trying to get Affleck, uh, before they had Affleck, they were trying to get Ryan Gosling, and he wouldn't commit for longer than one film, so they just didn't hire him. I'm kind of glad. Gosling would not have worked. <sighs> Gosling is king. I'll stand by that. Like, he would be a good Batman. He's a good actor, but I don't know if he'd be a good Batman. I think he'd be a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, and ironically, I think I think probably the best combo has been Ben Affleck, but you know. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Ben Affleck as well. Man stays winning these days. He's back with Jennifer Lopez, so. Is he really? Yeah. She moved on quick. <laughs> she did move on quick, but. <laughs> you know. Well, there we go. Did you see um, that TikTok as well of Ben Affleck going around? No, I didn't. He matched with this girl on like a dating app, and she. Removed... Oh, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't she think it was fake or something? Yeah, that's why she matched him, and he was like, "Hey, it's me." <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Ben Affleck impression, to be fair. Yeah, I try. I can't do I, accents. I am just saying it. I'm gonna say it. I've had some time to think about it. I think Ben Affleck is probably the best Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad shout. I th I liked him before, and the Justice League film kind of cemented it. I think he's a good Batman. I think he's a good Bruce Wayne. If you had to rank your Batmans, well, that's tough. Uh, what? Just in live action? Yeah, just live action films. We'll we'll leave out the the, the Arkham games. Um, yeah. Uh, probably okay. Ben Affleck first. Mm -hmm. Um. Then the anarchist and me want to say Clooney, but I don't think we can. <laughs> uh, probably Keaton, Bale, um, and then Val Kilmer and Clooney sort of together. I don't really care. Adam West is there somewhere as well, but I, I don't count him in with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'd be similar. I think I'd have Bale first or second, though. I, I think Keaton's not that great as Bale. I think he's good, but like. 
Um, I really like Keaton's Batman. I think he's underrated. Underrated? Yeah, yeah. I kind of see people always saying he's the best. He's a hipster. Hipster underrated, then. Right, fair enough. Um, (laughs) I do just really like Michael Keaton, though, so maybe that's what it is. Well, we're going to get more of him (laughs) next year. I I just... I'm not a big fan of... I I think the the Nolan trilogy is the best like set of Batman films without question. Mm. But um, I don't know. He's the Batman in those films kind of feels secondary to his villain every time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I kind of like. I think it's the Toby thing where like Christian Bale is the Batman I grew up with. So I think yeah, I same, a, same. A softer spot. Like whereas with Toby, weirdly, I don't think he's the best Spider Man. I think that is Tom. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There we go. Uh, I'm assuming you don't believe Andrew Garfield either. It's something we did last week. Oh, yeah, of course I don't believe Andrew Garfield. No, exactly. It was right. terrible. It was terrible lying. <laughs> He's not the werewolf, <laughs> he, Pevy. He's supposed to be good at lying. He's not the werewolf, just remember that. He changed his story in the next interview. Yeah, he said never say never, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's like, I think they've all been scared to death. And I think oh, yeah. Melina coming out going, nah, screw it. Uh, everyone knows I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah. What are you gonna <laughs> it's do? It's a bit like it's a bit like Mark Hamill, isn't it? Like Mark Hamill went, "What are they gonna do? Fire me?" Um, yeah. Like Alfred Molina going, "Yeah, whatever." And then they've all been scared like to death, basically, by Marvel mm. and Sony. Yeah. And then Andrew did that interview, and they're like, "You went way too far on that man." Yeah. Like, Walk it back. <laughs> yeah. I also like that he has a secret Twitter account that he mentioned. And I was like, I wonder if he saw that tweet about that guy who like delivered him. He definitely did. Takeout and like said yeah, he was he, like a bit of an a hole towards him. He definitely did. Like, yeah, he definitely did. I uh, did you see? You saw that TikTok I sent you, which was yeah. like Dicey said. Imagine if the new Spider-Man movie starts with uh, the. Uh, it was the Tom music first, wasn't it? And then it went into. It was the Tom, and then it went straight into Danny Elfman's. Uh, Toby, uh, the first Spider-Man score, and I was like, "Oh boy!" I suddenly like realised how all the boomers feel when they hear like <laughs> when they watch like Force Awakens. When and, they watch like, a Star Wars, you know? Yeah, you... whenever they watch a new Star Wars film and like a, a, a specifically a Star Wars film that does nothing new, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say which one, but uh... <laughs> no. But you know what I mean? It was like, oh wow. Uh, There's yeah, a clip from Red Letter Media that is stuck in my head. I'll have to send it to you later because, oh uh, yeah. Um, right? Do you want to go on to like the big, the big boy talk? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, there we go. You wasn't here last week, but you did watch Too Fast, Too Furious. A film okay. I say is the worst out of this franchise, mm-hmm. and a film Nick originally said it's amazing, it's fantastic and then when he watched it again he said no actually it's not good. He was just blinded by Eva Mendes. Yeah which I may have been this time because I enjoyed it far more than the, uh, oh, the 2009 one. What? <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy Too Fast and Furious more than uh, I really did. I really did. Did you like it more than the, the a first movie? Yeah, of the three I've watched, oh, I think it's my, my favourite. It's, it's so dumb. Why? Why do you <laughs> like this one so much? It's, it's just stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. 
I can't believe it. Like, I and the plot, the plot is like quite followable as well. I feel like it got the the it got the mix of like, you know, exposition to action, done quite well, which I don't feel like but Fast the, and Furious 2009 did. Yeah, but the plot of the first one's easy to follow as well. Paul Walker is investigating. Um, no, yeah, it was easy, but it that one felt like it took itself really seriously, and it's when they realised, oh no, this is actually a joke. So then, I don't honestly, I don't think they realised Fast and Furious was a joke when they did Too Fast and Furious. I think they did. Well, you no you've way. just watched Fast and Furious Four, that like, that didn't feel like a joke. Did it? No, it didn't. But Too Fast Too Furious feels like they are in on the joke, well, and if was... they're not, then I feel a bit bad for them. I don't think they were because Vin was offered to be in it and they offered him 25 mil and he turned it down because he said like it was a bad script like it was a bad movie yeah but it's so dumb <laughs> what do you like about it then like I just Nick like... genuinely couldn't come up with much last week when he what that he liked yeah um I don't know like Paul Walker's acting is marginally better <laughs> um Eva Mendes obviously um Tyrese yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that. Like there was actually a, like the the bit where he was like, "Oh, I only told one person about the airstrip." I was like, "Fair enough. That's pretty cool." Yeah. Like that was that was a good little good little twist. She revealed herself. Fair enough. Like I was genuinely like, "Are they going to get out of this?" <laughs> I thought it was alright. What do you think of Ludacris? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it was dumb. I'm not going to say it was good. It wasn't a masterpiece, by any means, Bespin. Yeah. But I can't believe you liked it. I found it entertaining. This, like, you liking 2, though, gives me so much more hope for the future of, of these films. I find it, I found it really entertaining. I, I think the fact it also still had that early 2000s aesthetic helped it. Forget about a car. <laughs> Favourite line in the whole film. <laughs> Paul Walker saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it, Kerr. And for, I was like, what the f- <laughs> For me, it was either that or Tyrese constantly saying, we hungry. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was great. I don't know what I don't know what your beef is with that film. I just think it's a bad film. Like, Sure, it is. I give it I'm a, saying, I was not saying it's good. I give it a 3.5. What did I get? I gave Fast and Furious 1 what? A 4. A four? Yeah, this, this gets a 4.5. Oh, the way you were speaking about it, I thought you were going to give this like a 5 or 6. No, no, no. It's a four and a half. Because you got to remember, we got to rate these in Fast and Furious scale at some yeah. point. Yeah. Like... Well, sure. We'll do that at the end when we rank them. I can't believe you. Enjoy... So, what was four about? Like, you didn't enjoy four? Oh, just like, oh, do you know what? I found it hard to follow. If I'm honest, I found it hard to care. I was like, it was, it was like, oh, like, bear in mind, I don't. It felt very much like a film for Fast and Furious fans, right? Like, in what sense? Because at this point, they uh, like this was kind of like the reboot. Sure, but like I think it was very much like a oh, a lot of this is like it... in terms of even now, I don't remember what Michelle Rodriguez's name is. Letty. Uh, Letty. She was in one film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched it once in recent times. I watched the second one. She's not in it. She's in the third one, and like she's dead within five minutes and I actually had to google who died like I wasn't sure <laughs> I was like who died in Fast and Furious 2009 and it was like oh Michelle Rodriguez I was like oh, okay fair enough yeah. yeah that's his girlfriend but 
And then I was like, is this the same girl as in the first one? Yes, it is. Like, I had to do a lot of, like, reacquainting myself with who was who, you know? With the lore of Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, we were sort of treated like this was like a, yeah, we're back, you know? All these people. Well, um, I think the opening, the opening scene is, like, very Fast and Furious 1. Like, it feels like a natural progression of, like, what Dom would be doing. Because him, Letty, and, like, these new guys, including Han, like, they're trying to rob fuel from, like, these trucks. Yeah, there's no DVD players in this one, boys. No, like, but it feels like a natural progression, right? They're just getting, like, uh, it's been five years since the first one in this universe. And, like, Mm -hmm. um, it feels like they would just go bigger and bigger, wouldn't they? Just trying to make more money because they're on the run. Like, they need more money to survive. Like, that feels like a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. It felt, but I just... And I think, like... To care. I don't think Vin Diesel was very good in this film. No, Vin Diesel's not great in general, is he, to be fair? No, but, like, I thought he was just dull. I like Gal Gadot. I don't know who watched this film and went, yeah, we should make a Wonder Woman. I still don't understand. This is why people were really annoyed when she was cast as Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, I don't know who... Like, she was, like, watching paint dry. When they give you my number, I hoped you'd call me. And it's like, yeah, we all, like, yes, what happens when you give someone your number? Like, who wrote this, you know? I definitely um, called it. We all would. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just dumb. Like, who wrote that line? When I yeah. gave you my number, I hoped you'd call me. I was like, yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I just found it dumb. Like, I didn't really know what was going on. I don't know why Paul Walker was back with the police. It was like, that felt lazy. It was like, oh, we've got to have him back there doing the same sort of thing again. I don't know. Maybe, like, I don't know. Because at the end of Too Fast and Furious, like, him and Tyree's quite happy that they've got all this, like, money that they've stolen, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm more interested in that storyline. But we didn't get any more of that, so. But, yeah, I think, to me, uh, 4 does feel like a natural progression of 1. And I think that's good. I think it's... Four is a, like one of my least favorites, like I'm because glad to hear that. yeah, because I think four is like this is when they're reinventing themselves and they still are taking themselves seriously, um, and it hasn't got the fun of the ones that come after this. It hasn't no, got the fun of five, six, and seven. Like well, it doesn't have the fun of two either, my friend. No, no, but like this one is like I always say it's the mediocre one. Like it's a, a Tyrese come back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's, cool. Phew. Yeah. Um, and so does I Ludacris. liked his character. I really wasn't sure about him at first, but by the end of it, I was like, "This guy's a king, big yeah. fan." <laughs> I'm. You're the only person I've ever heard say they like Roman as a character. Yeah. Sure. Why not? What's this, what are people expecting? He's, by the way, he's not exactly the same character going forward. But he's just like neither's Ludacris. <laughs> I mean. I, like I'm not attached to him by any means, but I I liked him. Is he your favorite character so far? Um, that would probably have to go to Eva Mendes, but um, uh, not just I'm not just for those reasons, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that was one thing about too. The romance felt well way too forced. I was like, it wasn't even really a romance though, was it? Like should it, they didn't get together in the end. They kissed once. Yeah, it was like okay, uh, yeah, like her. You got you got to remember. Like, Mia is Brian's true love. Yeah, that's what felt weird to me. What, this one? No, no, in in the the second one. It was like, we're just leaving all that behind? Okay. Yeah. 
So is there anything you liked about this fourth one? The fourth one? Um, like, honestly, that... it's, it's pretty forgettable, isn't it? I think so. I think it's the most mediocre Fast and Furious movie. It's pretty forgettable. I didn't really care for it, if I'm honest. But, like, I generally... This actually gets a lower score than the first one. You're giving this lower than a four? This is getting a three and a half, yeah. I don't know if it... Like I, just, like I said, I think it's a mediocre movie. So, for me, that's a five. Because it's just... Middle of the road. It just nothing... didn't have any charm. Like, the first one was like... The first one was a bad film. But it had charm, you know? Mm. Uh, but, like... This one was just like it felt like any other movie of when that came out, you know. Yeah, this one just feels like a standard action film with cars. Like it doesn't feel like anything special. But this is where like things start to turn around. Like they they've kind of almost soft rebooted the franchise from here. Like you know, because Tokyo Drift was before this. But yeah, I do feel not. robbed that I've missed Tokyo Drift, but we'll get back to that one. We well, it's set up in this one, isn't it? Like you you see Vin talking to Han, and he's like. You know, I hear Tokyo is good. You know, they're just doing some crazy stuff in Tokyo. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward to going, going, going back to Tokyo. Going yeah. back. <laughs> By the time we reach that, like, I think we'll we'll have to do six. So, yeah, that's it's gonna... gonna feel like super whiplash. That. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I like, I'll say it to you. I'll say it to Nick. I hope neither of you watch that back to back because that's gonna be bonkers. Like, like you <laughs> well, watched. You watched two and four today, like one right after each other. Like that was, that was wild, you know. Yeah. Maybe this is why you like two more because you went into two into four, and you're like four was like, didn't do anything. It was not fun. Yeah. It wasn't. Two feels like the, the way two is. It feels like they're in on the joke. I don't think they generally. I don't think they were. I mean the stupid, the stupid animations when they push a button and <laughs> that's gone now though. And like, like we went into four, that's like that stuff's gone. And like the yeah. drive when they when they're driving, they're going at speed. Like it hasn't got the weird effects outside with like all the lights blurring anymore. Yeah, but like that was another thing in, in two. That's when I text you went, "This is the, such a dumb movie." It was when he was like staring at her, driving straight. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "What are you trying to prove here?" And also, I was like, "Why is she not more freaked out?" Because she lives life on the edge, Pepe. She's been like with this gangster. No, for but a year. It's, it's so dumb. Anyone in their mind would be like, "Put your eye on the road, man." Yes, yeah. it's, it's too early in the movie for us to be dead. But I like how this is a common thing because Roman pulls up and he's like, "Did he do the eye thing with you?" Yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like a buddy movie. Tell me you didn't. I did like. What? You're all saying you like you're taking dumps all over two. I'm like here defending it, which I can't believe. But what's what do we start with this segment with every time? Straight from that film. Because it's a stupid film. It's a stupid film, but it's so watchable. Like I said last week that uh, I like the relationship between Brian and Roman. Like that is something I did genuinely like in two. Like they have a bit of a rivalry. Like, and it works, like, better than, like, the one that came to mind, because it's the thing we watched recently, was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, you understand why they have a rivalry. Yeah, like, I was, and... like, he, he could pick any driver in the world, and he went for one that hates him. I was like, this feels forced. But they got, thankfully, they got through that really quick. They just, like, went straight past that. Yeah, but it's also, as well, I think, they had two scripts. I think that would have been Vin. I think that would have yeah, been Yeah, it was Dom. meant, yeah. Like... It would have made, made more sense. Yeah, like I think that's the thing. As soon as then Vin turned it down, they were like, right, well, we got this other script without him, so we'll just go there. You know? So, 
I can't believe you're giving four a three point five. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's bonkers. I didn't think it was that bad, but fair enough. Um, what we got next week is Fast Five. Uh, the Rock is in this one, so that's Literally pretty good. Looking forward to the smirk, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of The Rock in general. Like, he does the same thing every movie, and like, all the, he's always saying like, "Hey, like, look at this big, bold, sexy man." Like, he's always doing that sort of thing, and I'm like, "He's a WWE wrestler, man." I don't know what you're. John expecting. Cena doesn't do this. John Cena's the same in everything, man. John Cena has a bit more class about him. He's, yeah, but he's the same in everything. <laughs> Dave Batista's the same in everything. I'll tell you what's the one thing that bugs me about Dave Batista, <laughs> right? Yeah. He once said that like he would never do a Fast and Furious movie. Like he said he's above that. Dave okay. Batista. <laughs> he's doing something soon, is it? I saw her. I was like, oh that's interesting. He took knives out, he's saying not for knives out yet. Oh yeah, yeah, see, like, he's a classy guy. Yeah, but then he's also doing this like that like really crap Sky movie with Ruby Rose where he's like they're at West Ham Stadium or something. Like I don't know what they're doing, man. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> That's the London Stadium to you, man. He, does he said he'd never do Fast and Furious. Yeah. But he's He's above it. He's above it. Fair enough. What can you say? Like he's not a talented man. Like Wow, seems harsh, dude. On Look, he is the most fast and furious man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he is. 